0: Cheese molasses. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie, and we are the, the cheese, cheese make queens. queens. I don't know about that. Fifteenth times a charm. <laughs> <laughs> it's bound to happen. I don't know. Anyway, we'll <laughs> we'll it's see. early. It's morning. We're disoriented. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>
1: But welcome back. We're so glad you're here. You're sticking with us. It's episode 15 of Married at First Sight, season 13. A lot to talk about. A lot of follow-up from this couples retreat. And I can't wait to dig into this. But first, Igby, do you have any cheese Uh, Again,
0: you know, now that we're getting deeper and deeper in the season and we kind of know these people, there's less and less real cheese and more and more <laughs> fake looking stuff. A lot of it seems like right now a lot of exes are popping up on Reddit and Instagram and different platforms. So I think it's interesting that we're already at the very end of the season. And now all these people are coming out of the woodwork.
1: So you think it's fake? I don't think some of this stuff is fake. I mean,
0: there's no way to verify it. I mean, yeah. anybody can make up a fake I'm MichaelaZex25693 and start posting stuff.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> because even the stuff with Zach, he's popped up on Reddit in the last couple days, and it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely trying to save face. I think I don't believe it at all. <laughs> I think he's well, just let's,
1: try- get, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Tell us, tell us what you got.
0: Do we want to talk about him first? Sure. Okay. Well, it looks like the last couple of days he's popped up on reddit to say that him and Michaela are not having sex they only had sex the like after the honeymoon before he caught covid and they haven't been intimate since that time which i do not believe at all i don't i at don't at all even in this episode e-
1: like yeah
0: i was like mm, that chain what <laughs>
1: what like why why was he so excited to share a bed with her exactly before the couple's retreat at that lavender field exactly and... because it was so fun Mm-hmm. and she's so digmatized too like she keeps coming back and coming back and coming back but
0: so does he so i'm like is he uh-huh. breaking backs or does she got wop? like what is happening uh, <laughs> or is it like some kind of combination
1: both. <laughs> it's both i think they have really great sex and that's why they're kind of struggling with the emotional part. Yeah. Because they're like, man, it's so good. We must connect on an emotional level if the sex is that great, you know? I think it's I think it's that. They're trying so hard because they're physically so compatible.
0: Yeah. I can definitely see that. So yeah, I don't I don't believe him at all if that is in fact him, like his right. screen name, like his screen name is his actual name. <laughs> I know. I Who does that? that. <laughs> But he also did say he's ready to do an AMA, so, uh, which isn't ask me anything. But I think that is a huge uh, violation of their NDA. So it's never going to happen. But Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Shout out to our uh, one of our cheesemoses sent us uh, sent us that and, and some other info uh, via DMs on our Instagram. If you all have any men, make sure you all pop in there and let us know. Yes, please do. <laughs> what else you got?
0: There's been an ex of Michaela who's come out of the woodwork as well and says all this abandonment and, you know, triggers because of her dad passing and all that stuff is kind of BS. She's always been this way. She's always Mm -hmm. had these types of reactions. She's always been, you know, explosive. He, I think he says they dated maybe seven or eight years ago and- Yeah, watching this is just like flashbacks.
1: She hasn't changed. No. (laughs) It's seven or eight years. There's been no evolution. Right.
0: And there's been another person who said that he dated Michaela's mom back in the day and she did the same thing. So maybe this is learned behavior.
1: Well, remember back um, when they met the parents after the wedding and even Michaela said that that's the kind of environment she grew up in. You know, there was a lot of uh, name calling and yelling and shouting. And she doesn't want to do that. You know, remember but she. Here we are. Exactly. She she told uh, Zach's parents and straight up lied to their face that she was not like that. She walks away from the situation. She never wants to get to that point And yada, yada, yada. But so the fact that this guy's coming out. And, and the mama's ex is coming out. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And I said it last time. I said it last episode, her issue with her dad is grief. It is not a two separate things. Right. Exactly. The dad did not, it's not like he was a deadbeat dad or anything like that. He, he passed away and it's so sad and you can tell she's so grief stricken and she hasn't, you know, dealt with that, those feelings. This is a whole nother issue. Of, of, I guess, learned behavior, like you said. So it, it's two different things. And I think it's, it's a shame that the the therapist, Dr. Pepper specifically, cannot see this.
0: Yeah, these experts are trash. <laughs> like, they're not serving any purpose. <laughs> it's, but- it,
1: for real. Like, it's it to the point where I think it's just, like, it's hard. If I was their patient, I would have... You know qualms about taking them seriously.
0: Yeah, it's a hot mess. And speaking mm-hmm. of parents, like, can you Im- can you imagine Zach's mom watching this show?
1: Oh the no, the way she's
0: like so protective,
1: mm-hmm. she probably.
0: <laughs> uh I can't. I can't imagine what she's thinking.
1: I don't. I. I. I would love to know. I hope she shows up on the on the <laughs> reunion
0: <laughs> or the no the the what's the the where are they now?
1: Yeah, that'd be great.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, because I know this was somebody I knew I'd be like no catch me outside mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and still Michaela. according to uh, another sub on reddit someone ran into Zach at LAX and Michaela supposedly had an even bigger freak out but with the wives so I don't know what that could even be about
1: it could be something as simple as them calling her out on her shit and her freaking out over it <laughs> If she can, if she can blow up, if she can blow up over her telling him to leave and then taking it back. That's what I was getting ready to say. Like, she,
0: I don't know what's going on in her head. So it could literally be nothing or anything. And she could just mm-hmm. go off.
1: Or something completely made up. false, yeah. Straight up lie. She just blows up.
0: Aye, aye, aye. um, Let's see what else we have here. I thought it was interesting on Unfiltered that Gil and Johnny went to the same middle school together and even had a class together. Like, how small is the world?
1: Yeah. How small is the class? Because I feel like you would would remember each other.
0: Well, Gil remembered and had pictures, but Johnny says that he doesn't remember. (laughs) So I don't know. Very that, interesting. that is very interesting. How does Johnny know everybody in Houston?
1: <laughs> well, he has had a hundred dates plus, so that's true. He's, he's it's, probably it's like made the friends circuit of a hundred people.
0: <laughs> six degrees, six yeah. Degrees yeah. Johnny,
1: <laughs> definitely weird. Oh, did you see that? Um,
0: I think it was Jose, Rachel, and Mirla were at an Astros game.
1: No, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, contrary to our previous uh, knowledge, the Astros are still playing baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they were recently spotted at a game, but they didn't make watched, it on the J- uh, Jumbotron. Or they did. Just Cam.
1: <laughs> well, they're not like super big celebrities or anything. Um, what are you talking about? This is the biggest show on TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Settle down. Uh I saw the first game, it was a blowout, and then I forgot it happened again and again. Yeah, I only
0: know because I follow too many dudes on Twitter, and they blow up my timeline and like Uh-oh. shut up about stupid baseball and <laughs> basketball. I don't care. <laughs> that sounds like oh yeah, my demographic is skewed,
1: <laughs> liking all those trap trap uh, pictures. Thirst traps, grandma. <laughs> you know what I meant. Thirst traps are on Instagram, not Whatever. Twitter. Duh. Oh my gosh, the person running our social media for work—we send like, her a I, I was like, we run our social media. No, no, no. About? The person who runs our social media at my at my actual job, we send her pictures and she posts them on Twitter. I'm like, mm, this is why we have 600 people on our Instagram. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> Anyway, what other cheese made you got? Do you see the, the bow stuff?
0: Yeah, it, it's been a tough week for her. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> everybody's got something to say about her. I know uh, her ex-fiance's new fiance has been posting on Reddit and says, yeah, she's kind of cold and controlling. That's a theme. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's going along with what Johnny's been saying or what Johnny's heard Mm -hmm. from other people. So, you know what they say. If two people say it, it's true.
1: (laughs) I think, yeah, that same person said that Bao can cry on cue. She just Mm. thinks of her dead pet and starts crying. Um, She also said that her her fiance, so Bao's ex, felt. Very, like, she made him feel very... She said that emotional abuse was extreme. That That's not what it was. But he definitely felt isolated mm. and unwelcome in social situations. So Johnny kind of touched on this, where she would go out and not invite him to things. You remember that? Vaguely. Yeah, it was, like, right after... I want to say it was right after they were their sexy times. Like, he thought they were in a good place, and she was just not inviting him to things. And that uh, she wanted... The ex to make lots of money because she felt like she didn't have to because her career is very noble. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. I don't know, man. <laughs> I always say, like, I like it, you know, overall, I I like Bao. I enjoy her. But there's just something that's, like, a little off. She's so polished. Knows exactly what to say every in every circumstance. So...
0: We even see in this episode, there was a moment that was like, mm, yeah, that was odd to say.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> like mm, <laughs> Something's not quite right about that. <laughs> mm. She took a beating on unfiltered too.
1: What what happened? I, f- I forget. I have goldfish. It reading. was kind of like
0: the odd couple, Johnny and Mirla kind of, I don't know, ganged up against her. And, you know, Mirla was really backing up everything Johnny had to say. And he was just doubling down on what he was saying in the episode. Mm -hmm. And it's been a rumor that Mirla and Bao don't get or Mirla doesn't like her. You don't know why. But
1: I I wonder, I I really want to know because Mirla last, well, the the volleyball episode, they were sitting together and Mm -hmm. Mirla made a face because Bao was wearing that cheerleading outfit. But other than that, they don't, you can't sense the animosity at all in these last few weeks, at least. I haven't seen anything, at least.
0: I don't know. And it's, I don't know, this season doesn't seem, I know you've only watched the previous season before, Mm -hmm. but this group isn't close like at all. Like in prior seasons, as a whole, as a cast, now that they've started making them interact together, a lot of them have been really, really close. And, like, are still friends, still hang out, still Mm -hmm. do things together. And I don't feel like that's going to happen with this group. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to be going on girls trips together, group vacations and stuff. Yeah. Not all of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not all the girls or all the guys together. All the guys, maybe. Not if they're swapping wives.
0: Oh, yeah. Well...
1: (laughs) Speaking of, so did That's you want to touch on that crazy, crazy rumor, or do you? I have the notes on it. If you don't, go for it. because Okay, I don't have the notes. You don't have that one. Yeah, you no. you said all my cheese, man. You, you took all my thunder. So I have I'm the sorry. The, I I have all the. You kept the, telling the, me to keep going. Well, if you have more, do you have more? No. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Okay, this one's this one's a mess. So, a person on a Facebook discussion group who s- supposedly has firsthand knowledge of all these people. I don't know how, I don't know in what circumstance, right? So they said Zach and Bao have always been a thing, have been a thing for before the couple's retreat, for sure. They, they, had, they had been messing around way before uh, production even knew about it. They said that Zach has been introducing Bao as his girlfriend in certain circles uh, and has taken her to family and social outings. And they said it was really weird that Bao was comforting Michaela because they were already messing around.
0: Ooh, friends yes. Close. Enemies closer.
1: <laughs> they said that Bao and Johnny were complete assholes and acted like they were superior on set and better than everyone. I could see They it. were assholes in real life. <laughs> cool. Mirla doesn't want to be anywhere near Bao and won't even be on the same stage as Bao. Also confusing, Rachel and Jose are not a real couple they're extras which I don't it, yeah so I'm, I'm going through this list and then I'm going to go through married at first sight fan who always has like pretty legit Me has a rebuttal for all of this stuff so okay. I'll, I'll get through it um yeah so that they're extras that there's you don't hear tea about them because they're actors um, here's another one. Mirla and Johnny are an item and they had been messing around. Uh, and that Mirla really into, they call her a gold digger. I don't think you're a gold digger if you have your own gold, but I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They said I that. I get it. They said Johnny has like a shit ton of money. He's sitting on lots of money. Um, I can see it. and that Mirla all about that. I can see that. um yeah <laughs> <laughs> that johnny was posting a lot of stories lately with mirla on on his social media Gil got drunk and started telling everybody everybody's business and who's sleeping with who and the bombshell is that Gil and brett were smashing
0: he's her type
1: <laughs> i agree ryan is dating someone from season 14
0: that doesn't make sense
1: i know it doesn't season 14 uh, is in
0: boston right or san diego yeah.
1: somewhere not texas not
0: texas yeah
1: <laughs> says that they were staying at the latitude and they were swapping mates early during filming and then they say again that um Mirla again doesn't want to be anywhere near bow okay so meredith's first sight fan says zach and bow thing didn't happen till after she said that that bow and johnny are assholes okay. rachel and jose are a real couple they're not fake people. <laughs> They're not actors.
0: Yeah, that didn't even make sense.
1: Actually, she said, like, none of it's true, except for Mirla doesn't like that
0: <laughs> Which we
1: keep hearing. So, that's two different sources. And again, like, some of it, yeah, maybe, could be true you never know. But you'd never know and the fact that this person was so set on it like i was reading going through the comments and people are like this is complete bs dah, dah, dah. and she was like if it's a lie she's living it you know she was just like no i know this for a fact and she was she's actually the moderator of the group so Ooh. that's something too yeah so she's really putting all her chips in on these rumors hmm. <laughs>
0: very 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 interesting i thought so like what stake does she have in it nothing (laughs) yeah to be like dead dead set on
1: it her reputation i guess i don't know a moderator on facebook small of the smallest married at first sight group i don't know numbers up i guess so because you know what everybody screenshotted it sent it to reddit got to married at first sight fan so it blew up it went viral exactly exactly i bet more people
0: are in her group now so maybe we need to start making up shit we've only got a couple (laughs) episodes left i can fake work at the latitude i can be a producer
1: (laughs) just make up something like super crazy
0: i'm gonna sign up with my screen name jose and rachel forever and just start (laughs) yeah posting there you go my like uh, FICO's credit score and <laughs> screenshots. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll work on this later today.
1: There you go. Catch me that... on Reddit, guys. <laughs> Put that on your TV. I mean, words. not
0: me. Jose and Jose Rachel.
1: Jose and Rachel forever. <laughs>
0: 253.
1: 253. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this episode. Married at First Sight, season 13, episode 15. Igby, do you have a title?
0: Memory Lane and a Dirty Little Secret. Ooh.
1: There was actually two secrets. Two secrets. I know the Rachel one. What's the other one? Brett and Ryan. Oh. Yeah. That was so dumb. He's so dumb. Man, I was like... Ryan's cool. I like Ryan this whole season and then this shit happens. I'm like, Ryan's not Told cool. you. I know, you're great. You're you can you can call it. I try and give people the benefit of the doubt. No. I try and I know people are trash. I <laughs> really tried. You know, you and everything has blown up in my face. I can't wait to li- go back and listen to her episode one because I was like, Oh, I love Michaela, she's so great. Ryan's so funny. Blah 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 blah. No. Yeah. They had us all fooled. Trash trash people. Anyway, let's start with uh, our our number one uh, draft pick for a trash person, Johnny and Bao. (laughs) So we start with Bao. She's feeling good about the trip, uh, mainly because her and Johnny didn't interact. There's small talk that they're having is is super super awkward their level one conversations are not anything to write home about she says she's had conversations with strangers on a plane that are more exciting than conversations with johnny facts yikes i hate those people
0: don't talk to me on a plane i don't know you (laughs) especially now for real don't talk to me (laughs) or touch me (laughs) don't breathe yeah. Over here. <laughs> Mm-mm. Keep your her shoes on.
1: Yeah, that was that. I guess that was that little part where they're home and she's like watering the plants and, and all that. But then the first major scene is uh, Johnny takes Bao to his childhood home. He shows her pictures. Johnny was a cute little kid. Uh, all those little the home pictures were really sweet. Um, he said, at a minimum, him and his cousins and his family spent Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all together hanging out. Um, Bao asks if. He has memories of his dad, and he says he has some, but none of them are good. And then in the ITM, he's like, I have daddy issues majorly. He didn't have an example of a dad or a husband. His dad inadvertently shaped him uh, without even being uh, involved at all in his childhood. Then he reads his letter. Uh, When he was little, it sounds like he, he, you know, was pretty envious of other people with like the newest shoes and they got to go here and got to go there. And he didn't get to do any of those things. And um, he wants to tell his, his little, little Johnny that it's all right because they couldn't just because they couldn't afford him. Doesn't mean that, you know, he was any less of a person. His mom was a freaking rock star, it sounded like, and just kind of carried carried the family, carried him. Um, she tried her best and, and made him into the man he is today. Uh, he goes on further and says, forgive your father, because even if though you didn't have him, uh, a whole village kind of shaped who you are. Val asked, what was the breaking point for his mom? Johnny said that, it, you know, if it was up to his dad, they would still be married to this day. I thought that was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, does it say, you know, why, what their marital problems was, or is it like infidelity, or was it just like verbal abuse? I, I, they never really touched he, on that, right?
0: Yeah, he never really went into what the issues were. Just that, yeah, it just wasn't good,
1: right? I, I, yeah, I have no idea. Um, he said even at one point, you know, he did a hail Mary, and Johnny's dad. Flew them all out um, to see a house that he wanted to buy for the mom and the kids. And he was asking for a second chance. And his mom said, nope, and to never come back. And he's never been back to Texas. Uh, Johnny goes on to say that in Asian culture, that divorce is pretty shameful. But he's proud of his mom for getting out of a situation she didn't want to be in. He says he doesn't want to be like his dad. His dad has meals alone. He's super lonely. And, and that's not what he wants. He And you know, you can see him kind of reflecting in, like he's married now. He should be happily married, but he's not. You know, they finish up their trip there. Bao thanks him for sharing. It gives her insight into who he is now. Trash, trash man. <laughs> I make light of it, but it you you it does explain why Johnny is Johnny. You know, he has all these um. Even even career-wise, you know, I forget what he does. He's in finance or something, right? I think he's in IT. IT, whatever. He makes loads of money, and money is important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like Mirla, he, he grew up in these circumstances where he wanted more and couldn't have it. Well, he knew that there was no, you know, nothing going to stop him from making, making the kind of money he wants where he can actually go do and everything he wants to do. But... Now he has all these relationship issues because he has relationship issues with his, you know, family family. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I don't mean to make make light of it, but he is a terrible person. Um. (laughs) Next, we go to Bao. Bao brings Johnny to her childhood home. She said most of the people in her life don't even know about her childhood. She said Johnny doesn't deserve to hear it, but she needs to show him that she is multi-layered. She show she starts showing him some pictures. They go to this field, and it, and there's no house there. Uh, Bao does say that when she, uh, was when her dad bought the house, that it was already fifty years old. So Trisler. and it was, yeah, it wasn't looking great anyway. So I'm not surprised that it wasn't there at all. Um, she said there was many fruit trees. She would often chuck fruit down the street for fun. Um, they used to have bonfires. Uh, and she would build straw huts for her generic bodies and set it on fire. Barbies. You said bodies. Mm-hmm. Did I? Oh, I'm yes. sorry. Barbies. I was thinking, not I was bodies. Thinking the, the bodies of the Barbies are set on fire in these little huts. Not <laughs> weird at all. Johnny looks alarmed. <laughs> he looks super scared. <laughs> oh, man. But she does say, you know, when you have no friends and. Two acres of land. (laughs) Two acres of land. You kind of just make up your own fun. Mischief happens, she says. She doesn't have any siblings? She does, right? I thought she has a brother, right? Yeah. I want to say she has one or two brothers. But hmm, maybe they're all setting things on fire. Maybe
0: so. (laughs) He-Man, come on in.
1: Um. So... She she goes on with her letter to her younger self uh, when she tells herself when she went, th- what she went through as a child will make her stronger. Her, she goes into the issues with her father. Her father had uh, PTSD from the war and nobody kind of understood it at the time. There was no community resources. Her mom couldn't deal with it. Val starts crying and she goes on uh, a- another mother hero, which, which I love. Um, She, she said that her mom just kind of grinned and bared it and Kind of just carry the family in her own way. She tells her little self, "Look beyond these dark times, because at the end of the day, she will make her family proud and happy." This letter seems really meaningful to Bao. She she starts crying, and Johnny does the decent thing and comforts her. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, even on unfiltered, he was saying that
0: they weren't in a good place, but he really, you know, felt her pain. Mm-hmm. When she was like reading him the letter and just wanted to, you know, be there for her.
1: Yeah, was decent as best he could. It's decent because I I do remember her speaking about like an issue she had at work and she was really sad about it and she wanted comfort and his response was that he, she should have told him that he that she wanted comfort. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm great. I'm I'm glad he you know picked up on the cue that she wants uh, some comfort. At this point, uh, there's an ITM, and, and Johnny asks himself if he is like his parents. You know, he has walked away from relationships easily because he saw that it was okay to walk away from relationships is he expecting too much and he admits he did not try to make this work at all. Val says she's never shared this with anyone, she was ashamed and she said that her mom was the glue that kept everything together. What they have now is is wonderful. They're stronger now and all, and that's all she she wanted in a partner too. She wants, you know, a strong marriage like they do. Her parents have been together for 50 years. And Johnny says, "Now it makes sense how Bao is the way she is, trying her best and saying she's there a hundred percent, and really trying to make this work." Then we get to this next scene with Doctor Pepper. It makes the world taste better. <laughs> I don't know, not really, not at all. Mm-mm. Bao said they both agreed um, that they would be on level one conversation. Uh, Doctor Pepper asks, "What are they trying to accomplish now?" Johnny says he's learned everything he wants to learn about Bao, and he's done. He's had a conversation with Bao's best friend, Sarah, uh, who doesn't sound like a good best friend at all. Oh, true. Sarah said, Sarah said she would never date Bao, nor would she have any of her friends date Bao. She tears you down and then builds you up as she wants. He doesn't want to try at all now. Bao said that she has made mistakes in past relationships, But that's irrelevant because she's trying in this relationship. She feels betrayed by both Johnny and Sarah. She doesn't have a lot of solid female friends. And she thought Sarah was actually one of her real friends. She's trying to be accountable. And Sarah hasn't seen her. And Dr. Pepper asks, What did your friend say that you felt so validated by this information? Dr. Pepper says that he's taking all this information as this person being the ultimate authority on Val. And she tells... She tells uh, Johnny that you know she knows that he doesn't want to be here and that he doesn't want to do the emotional work he never has. Taking in each other's perspectives and feelings are, are what y'all need to do now. You owe that to each other. And that's where that scene ends. So much to unpack here. What do you think about... So, you know, in the Chief's mode, we talk, just talked about, Vow's ex said that she is controlling and manipulative and, and whatnot. And... And like later on, or maybe it was during this this part, Bao does say that stuff doesn't matter. Right. It's oh, she, it was just this part yeah. that it, it's irrelevant because she's never been married, so she's married now, and that's why she's trying so hard. That's why she's being different. And it, and she did bring this up on another episode, was that everything before this wasn't working, so she needs to change something within herself. Right? Do you think n- now we're getting all these perspectives on Bao? Do you what do you think is true? Do you think she honestly is working on herself and trying to make this work? Or is this her, you know, yet again, controlling somebody else or trying to?
0: I don't think necessarily she's trying to control him. I think at this point, maybe more she's trying to control the narrative of it all and is just trying to come out looking clean Mm -hmm. more than anything. Because Johnny is Johnny. And he's just gone back and forth, back and forth so much. that much It's just like, okay, I'm just trying to ride this out and mm-hmm. come out That's on the true. other side. And on Unfiltered, they, Johnny said that he's known Sarah for a long time. Like they went to high school together. They went to college together. They have the same group of friends. Um, and he's kept up more with her in the last, you know, like 15 years than he has with Bao. So he's pretty familiar with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think he's kind of taking her as Bible.
1: Right. I think it's so interesting that they're in the same circles yet have never crossed paths again. I'm sure they have. Well, I don't know. Because at the wedding, they're like, oh, I haven't seen you in such and such years. That's
0: true. He didn't remember her name.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm. I don't know either. Just like he didn't remember Gil. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe Johnny just doesn't care.
1: (laughs) Maybe Johnny's just caring about Johnny. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. So the next scene we see them, uh, they're still in what they're wearing from uh, their visit with Dr. Pepper.
0: Did you notice Mm Bao's giant uh, bruise?
1: Yes! Is that from um, the kickback of the shotgun? I think so. Oh shit, that's a nasty bruise. (laughs) Dang. She might not have been holding that right,
0: actually. Yeah i'm certain she wasn't holding it right
1: yeah i was like because that bruise was pretty low um anyway she was doing a lot of things wrong at that shooting rate
0: exactly that's <laughs> what i said i'm sure she was holding it wrong
1: oh man so johnny at this dinner says he uh, what they're eating looks pretty good it's like what is that like a ravioli or something and mm, i don't know i haven't had real pasta in a while just gluten-free pasta Young no. Elimination diet.
0: Yeah. Fuck.
1: Yes, it does. So he hates dragging Sarah into this, Uh, but, you know, he feels like she had good intentions. She wanted to validate his feelings. Bao says she has refrained from telling Sarah anything about this relationship because Sarah is so negative. So if Bao was going to tell her, you know, Johnny does this and Johnny does that and Johnny does this, her friends are going to be like, all right, pop out. Because... He sucks. Um, So that's why she didn't want that negativity kind of seeping into her relationship. She wanted to try her best and put her all into it. She's disappointed and she's betrayed, especially because, you know, she thought Sarah was her, her best friend. Sarah asked him if he could go to bed with Bao every morning and wake up next to her every night for the rest of his life. And he's like, absolutely not. So if that's the case, then he needs to walk away.
0: The phrasing, if you could go to bed with this. Every day. Yeah. That's, uh,
1: I wonder if Johnny said it different than what Sarah would have said, you know, because there's, there's, I, there could be, you know, maybe Sarah says, you know, Johnny, you really need to think about this, you know, if you can wake up next to Bao every single day and wake up, you know, blah, 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 you know, and, but saying it like how you just said, can you wake up with this? It's two connotations. So I wonder how Sarah was approaching it. Uh, I I want to know if Sarah's going to be on this, um, you know, reunion or tell all or whatever they're going to have, because I want to know what she was thinking. This is, of course, going to blow up. What a dumb, dumb move on her part. Um, Let them, you know, build their own dang house fire, you know.
0: Is that who Val meets with next week? Because next week is like friends and family. She meets up with a lady, but I don't know who it is.
1: I don't remember if that's Sarah. I don't think it's Sarah because you know why? Um I thought I saw a screenshot of someone saying, This is Sarah, and it's the person he she was on the phone with um morning of her wedding. Mm. And the friend that she's meeting with was at the wedding, I believe.
0: Hmm.
1: So mm. we'll see. I don't I don't think that's Sarah.
0: Okay. Um they fooled me again.
1: And <laughs> if if we're thinking that Bao was trying to control the narrative, I don't think she would invite Sarah because Sarah has all the juice on her.
0: Mm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's probably going to invite people who think the world of her. Yeah. Like she th- thought so. <laughs> so, you know, at this point, Johnny's like, I'm done talking about this. As in true Johnny form, he's done. And uh, he doesn't want to continue because he'll say something very damaging. And Bao kind of just like, shrugs it, laughs it off, and she's like, oh, once again, the ball's in your court, Johnny. And that pisses Johnny off. She knows all the buttons to press on Johnny, which I kind of love. And Johnny's like, I hate this blame Johnny game, blah, 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 blah. And she says she feels like she has to walk on eggshells when she's talking to him. And he he's like, I don't have the appetite to finish this dinner. He starts making for the door. She's like, all right, I guess I'll eat the food, finish the champagne, He's like, sounds great. It's all yours. Good night. And she's like, good. Back to yoga pants, which I loved.
0: <laughs> These two, ma'am. Just give it up.
1: What a mess.
0: Yeah. I, it's just the same, same thing over and over.
1: It is. Like, at the end of the day, what started all this? You know, what started this tension? What started, what little things did they not get on, along with um, at the beginning? that it escalated to this point because it's nothing super like it's not a, like a there's super no big real reason yeah it's yeah. i think
0: J- johnny just doesn't want to be married to Bella, period.
1: <laughs> yeah like
0: that's what he said like there's not a reason that he doesn't want to he just is not into her and doesn't want to be married to her and is just mm. sabotaging it yeah Little 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 by little
1: oh then he shouldn't have slept with her
0: i mean that might have changed his mind, as they always say.
1: Yeah, uh, it did for a hot second. It until is. she wanted it every day
0: like, with Ooh. no foreplay.
1: That's what it is. He, she wanted it every day with no foreplay, and he wasn't into it. <laughs> Let's move on to another hot mess. Express everyone's favorite, Michaela and Zach.
0: Oh, Michaela and Zach, <laughs> and yeah, another just roller coaster. Of a relationship where it's just up and down and back and forth constantly. Mm-hmm. So, this episode, we start with Zach. He's in the apartment. Um, and we learn that he hasn't spoken to Michaela since the retreat. Dr. Pepper is coming to work with them. And he specifically requested that they meet separately to talk to her, to Dr. Pepper. So, then we see Michaela in her car. She too says that they haven't spoken since he quote unquote jetted off. Uh she's been reaching out to him with basically affirmations that she still loves him and she wants this to make it work, wants to make it work, but it's been radio silence from him, which is crazy because he's the one that left and he's in the wrong. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, so, and she believes this. Uh, right? Yeah. She she straight up believes that. Yeah. So crazy. So we
0: go back to Zach and Dr. Pepper. They're sitting down to talk. Zach confirms that he has not spoken to Michaela, but she's been texting him nonstop since the retreat. Super cute. Yeah. Just, just double text, double text, double text all day. Uh-huh. That's not annoying. <laughs> so he explains to Dr. Pepper what happened at the retreat. You know, basically they were having the conversation about what they were going to do as far as decision day, which was to get a divorce but still try to date. Doesn't make sense to me, but okay. He thought that they were fine, and then that's when she got upset. And, of course, they show a flashback of when she freaks out on the patio with her, I can't, I can't, I can't. (laughs) And he says that moment is when he knew he could no longer do this with Michaela. You know, Dr. Pepper says that she understands that there's a lot going on, and she feels bad for him that it's been this hard. Uh, But she wants to see if there's some possible learning that can come from all of this. And that's when Zach tells her that he's actually been doing some reflecting himself. He even contacted some ex-girlfriends about his conflict resolution. Interesting. hmm. He says they all pretty much say that he uses avoidance and hates extreme reactions, which is why he doesn't understand why his actions are causing Michaela to have these big reactions, since that's the last thing that he wants. Right. So this is when Dr. Pepper introduces the idea of them meeting together with this triangulation method where she's going to be the middleman in between the both of them. And Zach agrees hesitantly. This is where I'm saying these experts are trash. Why are you forcing them yeah. to be together?
1: If they get the reports and see the footage, you have to see that this is, if not already abusive, it's borderline abusive you know, behavior. Right. Not cool.
0: Right. He set a boundary. Why are you Mm -hmm. forcing him against it? That's not cool. But he goes ahead and agrees and then Michaela comes in with that trash wig. I hate it. (laughs) Throw it away, Michaela.
1: (laughs) Maybe she wanted to make herself look more pathetic and sympathetic.
0: That's some master manipulator next level stuff.
1: I mean, it's success, (laughs) you know, because she looked trash.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't know. But she comes in and Dr. Pepper asks her how she's feeling. She says that, you know, Zach left her. And she said, please don't leave. But he still left. (laughs) And, you know, she doesn't understand that why that happened. She has big triggers surrounding abandonment. And he knows that. So for him to leave, even though she asked him not to do that, and then he did it in such a big explosive way.
1: (laughs) That's what I was like, what?
0: It was really hard on her.
1: Oh my god! I don't know why he caused a scene
0: like that. (laughs) And of course they cut to Zach and he's like fighting to like hold his tongue.
1: That is so Crazy this is so crazy that oh okay
0: um Michaela says that she decided that they got to that point for a reason she doesn't want to do that anymore ever again and they Mm -hmm. both need time to think and manage their feelings yes she said that before yep Yet continues to do it yep oh no again they show Zach and he looks like extremely frustrated yes Uh, She says that she's been reaching out to Zach to let him know that she still loves him and understands that there are challenges, but she doesn't want to lose him, but she's getting no response. (laughs) It's heartbreaking to her because she's tried and tried and tried. She's thrown out her Hail Mary in this and it was a fumble. Nothing else. There's nothing else she can do. So then Dr. Pepper gives her explanation of what Michaela said back to Zach like he didn't just hear it for himself. And then... She asks him for his response and they uh, show a clip where they were in the bed at the retreat and Michaela tells him to leave and go home. Zach Good. says, Bye. Good. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Zach says, he can't even talk about this right now. He just wants to listen. <laughs> so Dr. Pepper explains back to Michaela that from what she's learned from Zach, the last few weeks have it for him have been traumatic. And the reason is because of this explosiveness and the getting up, the yelling, the language being used, and the high drama. Michaela says that Zach is trying to paint her out to be some crazy, inconsistent person. <laughs> he says that she has these reactions, but there's no evidence that she has ever acted bad towards him. Except like she's not on a whole t- fucking TV show, show that's taping them 24-7. Yes. Bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs>
1: absolutely bonkers. I can't believe she said that. There's a lot of things I can't believe, but that there's no proof. What? (laughs) We saw you flipping over benches like they weighed like a feather.
0: But I think in her mind, that wasn't towards Zach. That was afterwards. He was already gone. He wasn't there. And when you think about it, all the times that she's, well, not all the times, but some of the times that she's been like crazy mad, like when with the Clorox, Clorox. wife, he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't see it as towards him. Mm-hmm. It's just about him. I don't know. I can't rationalize her thinking. But yeah, I can't believe she said that. Mm-hmm. Well, hell, she thought he was the one. He caused the dramatic exit.
1: I know. <laughs> When he's, you know, I'm not like a crazy fan of Zach or anything like that. He seems like a somewhat normal person, except he keeps going back to this mess. Um, But he is not someone who's giving in to this this action. It seems like she wants him to be in the argument and fight and raise his voice. And he's not doing that he's he's like i gotta get out of here this is nuts i'm i'm out peace out
0: (laughs) yeah i I can't believe (laughs)
1: there's no proof
0: And meant it she meant it she She believes it it. Mm
1: -hmm. yes
0: so at this point zach has reached his limit maybe they can have a conversation one day but today is not that day he's tried his best but he has to leave because she is pissing him off he she's just playing in our face like Just Mm -hmm. lying. Just lying. My note says, yes, Zach, (laughs) get out of there. And what I don't understand is why don't they, I mean, the experts
1: don't see the footage and stuff. Like, why is she not being held accountable for lying? Exactly. Exactly. They do, unless they don't read their notes.
0: (laughs) And this is, again, why I'm saying these experts are trash. Like,
1: at this point, they're just
0: on-screen producers. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not adding any element of therapy of any kind
1: to yeah.
0: these couples. Yeah. Like we said, uh, Zach has been right this whole time. In the beginning, he said her reactions are a fundamental problem. She mm-hmm. doesn't even recognize that she has a problem. So how are they going to fix something she doesn't even believe exists? Right. Which is why it keeps happening. Uh, Michaela says, though, that this is a prime example of, of Zach abandoning her he just leaves even with Dr. Pepper there to be as like a buffer he still left how could he do that
1: no she says so is it really me right yes yes it is
0: <laughs> so Michaela told Dr. Pepper that he thinks that she overreacts but she doesn't necessarily think so hmm? okay so Dr. Pepper asked if there was something she could redo what would she want to do over she said she would want a do-over on her panic attack, quote-unquote, when mm-hmm. he left the couple's retreat. And, of course, they show the footage of her wrecking the house. Now, I don't know about you or anybody else that's listening, but the way my panic attacks are set up, it's not looking like this.
1: <laughs> what? You mean you're not flipping over couches and stuff?
0: No. <laughs> I'm literally like
1: a... I look like a PCP freakout.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was pure manic rage. Yes. Not a panic attack. You know, they cut back to her on the couch and she's starting to tear up a little bit. She says she felt so scared, abandoned, terrified, traumatized, mad. And she hasn't had that kind of feeling since her dad died, which again, this is an excuse. Mm-hmm. um she says she's so but this part I understand she says she's so afraid for of him leaving and getting on the road to her that equals death because that's how her dad passed away that, so I part, can see I, that part I
1: sympathized with that part right but... but
0: there was a whole other portion of fight before you got to mm-hmm. him not driving
1: yeah and like her att- her going about not making him on the road getting him on the road was why are you going to Houston dumbass why are you doing like, or okay. What?
0: What's in Houston? Yeah. What's
1: in Houston? And I was like, the name calling. Yeah, guess what? That's going to want, he's going to want to put more distance between y'all with right. that kind of stuff. Right. Not helpful.
0: She says she doesn't understand what they talked about in the bedroom that would make him want to get in the car and leave. Dr. Pepper says that the reality, hello, of the situation is that there was a lot that happened that night and Zach cannot cope with the way that she reacts. He has to remove himself. Dr. Pepper says that. Michaela needs to work on her reactions. Even though the loss of her father was tragic, and there is a lot of triggers that sent her into her "quote unquote" panic, she needs to work on not projecting the loss of her father onto other issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, that's that was finally some actual advice. Yeah, but it's, it's in a little out the it's, other. <laughs>
1: it's still beating around the bush, I think.
0: Right. Yeah, it's yeah, two it's two separate issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. In the next scene, we come back to Michaela filming herself, and she says that, you know, her and Zach met with Dr. Pepper, and he walked out of the meeting, so she thought they were done, but apparently that's not the case. That night, Zach called and asked if they could have a closure meeting. She doesn't really know what Zach's thinking is going into this meeting, but they're just going to see how it goes. Okay, what the hell was this? Was there sex at the end of that phone call? Because what was this sudden change of heart? Like he stormed out of that meeting and now he wants closure
1: for what? I don't, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't think there was a sexy tone in that, uh, what she revealed. And then even going into this meeting, it's super awkward. So you would think they'd have more of a a positive attitude towards it. I mean, Zach does, but. I was going (laughs) to say there was a weird shift in there. Yeah. I
0: don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I want to know what caused this sudden change of heart (laughs) because something's looking fishy to me. (laughs) So we go into the meeting and Dr. Pepper says that she's glad they've gotten to the place where this can happen. Uh, She says it's in their best interest to talk it out, but there are two rules. One, you have to stay civil and two, um, no one can interrupt the other. So everyone feels like they can fully express themselves. Okay. Fair enough. Mm hmm. They get started, and she asks what the goal is for the meeting. And Zach says, essentially, he just wants to talk. Um, He wants to talk about how they've gotten to this point and if there's anything they can learn from it. Also, he wants to know if there's anything that could have been done differently, no matter what. Um, Michaela responds that she was really fighting for this relationship and her passion may have been misconstrued. Passion, not rage. Okay. She says that she's really giving... Uh, her all to their relationship then she directs her attention towards dr pepper and says you've seen my messages and things where he just doesn't respond to me and i understand that people need space but that was me trying and for him there was no coming back she's understands that and she's accepted it fine zach says that he's put in just as much effort and willingness as she did and he doesn't ever want her to look back and think that he never gave her a chance or that he didn't want her because that's not the case That's when Dr. Pepper asks them if they affirm each other enough, and they both agree that, yeah, they do, for sure. And Dr. Pepper says, okay, well, from what I'm understanding, if the relationship was mostly positive, but these explosive moments are what killed it, if they could just extract that out, would the marriage still be good? And Zach says, yeah. (laughs) Literally, this is what I've been saying the whole time. (laughs) He says that Michaela is an amazing woman and that the relationship is worth the fight and the effort, but they've been going over the same issue the entire process and nothing is fixing it. Yeah, it just continues to happen. But Doctor Pepper points out if it was an easy fix, it wouldn't be a problem. Basically, okay,
1: okay, but yeah, it's not going to get fixed because she doesn't. Michaela doesn't think that there's anything. Yeah, that there's anything wrong with it. And, right, and there's certain things that. Are like like Zach said are fundamental like exactly the uh pettiness mm-hmm. you know the 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 violence of um you know we talked about like if they were in their own homes, she would right. his stuff would be fucked up, yep, and the fact that Dr. Pepper still doesn't see that as a actual major deal breaker and boundary for Zach is unprofessional
0: <laughs> I just I have no words. Dr. Pepper advises that if they want to work on a really big problem in their relationship, they have to agree to work on it together because Zach has some knowledge of things that might have helped more in her perspective. He says that he understands that, but he just wants them to be in the best possible position, divorced or not. Uh, Dr. Pepper then adds that divorce for Michaela is different than divorce for Zach. He says that he would say yes on decision day if it made Michaela comfortable enough to just talk to him again and see if they can work out. Because the phrase, I'm still married, or I got a divorce is not gonna dictate their future relationship together. Which I don't I don't understand this whole let's get divorced but still date. Like Yeah Didn't just stay married.
1: <laughs> I think where he's coming from is if they're divorced, right? They can start from scratch. I'm dating Michaela, Michaela's dating me, right? Level one. Then it's the next step, be it, I'm going to introduce Michaela to my family. Uh, next step, uh, we're going to move in together. It's like building blocks, like a normal relationship. That there there are things that they need to work on, and maybe that can be worked on during the dating process and have doesn't have the pressure of, I better make this work because we're married, you know? Yeah, but... I still think it's stupid. I I, I honestly <laughs> think he just wants to get divorced so that it, you know after they go on a few dates, are like, Shh, I tried, bye, <laughs> no strings attached.
0: No, you need to go one way or the other. <laughs> no playing in the gray space.
1: Yeah, well, I, that's how Michaela feels. I think she doesn't. She doesn't understand why they need to take a step back. To go forward.
0: Yeah. So yeah, basically Dr. Pepper asked Michaela if she would say yes on decision day, if he did. And she says that getting a yes on decision day would really need to come from him, not from a place of, I want to keep talking. Like you said, mm-hmm. you know, he asked, actually wants to have to want to be married at this point. Um, you know, from their last meeting, she got the message. She's found closer and doesn't really have much else to say. So Dr. Pepper's like, okay, so now we've basically switched sides. He's open and willing, and she's done. Mm-hmm. So she asked Zach if he has any final words, and he says, you know, his doors are open, he's willing to talk, um, you know, whether it's tomorrow or next year, he's willing to, you know, work things out with her. Dr. Pepper asked Michaela if she can even look at him, and this is when his, like, attitude kind of switched. Like, I feel like from this point on, he was, like, super lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And like jokey and like, eh, heh, heh. yeah, which I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe he
1: he comes from, I, I you know, maybe he's a people pleaser and we just didn't know it. Like he's trying to make best of the situation. I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird shift. She
0: yeah, she tells Michaela, you know, asked him if she can even look at him and she kind of gives him a little like side eye and he says like, yeah, she knows if she looks at me, she's going to start laughing and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. <laughs> um then they do an exercise where dr pepper basically makes them hold hands and there's that's supposed to remind them that they're real people with real problems and that they just have to work through that together and do the best they can she wants them to agree to at least have a further conversation about this before decision day zach is 100 percent down and michaela eventually says okay then Zach is like, so when do you want to have this conversation? I mean, like, we could go somewhere right now. You wanna go somewhere after this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> wink wink, my place. Exactly. <laughs> to not have sex. One hundred percent not. And you know, that's when Michaela finally breaks and starts laughing. And then Zach says, I know you wanna do it. You're not fooling anybody. And Michaela says, You see, this is why I'm confused. <laughs> You see what I can is happening see it on, right now. I can
1: I can see it on that that perspective for her. Right. She's she's still crazy, but that's confusing.
0: Yeah. And Zach says it's not about confusion. I just really want to talk to you. I just want to get this all resolved. He thinks it's beneficial for both of them, and that's why he's excited about it. But it's up to her. And then yeah, we see them leave their session and get in the elevator together,
1: not talking, not
0: talking, masked up.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm
0: did they go somewhere after that
1: well apparently did you see the preview for next time the sister asks if they slept together and she's like yep Mm
0: -hmm. they did not have sex though
1: but yeah so that's zach's narrative why what what does it matter i guess you know what i mean (laughs) at the end of the day what does it matter
0: (laughs) well people are trying to say that he's using her like sex
1: oh yeah, that yeah. even though
0: she's because obviously she's nuts.
1: Yeah, but he's just
0: sticking around for that.
1: Yeah, mm, I can see that. I don't know. Anyway, let's 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 bring it down a notch and talk about someone, some people who are actually in a, what looks like a healthy relationship <laughs> for the most <laughs> a, part. For the most part, only a few hiccups for Gil and Mirla. Starts off with Gil taking Mirla to his childhood home, the hood. The Hood, um, he has little stories that, that he tells along the way. Um, he's showing Mirla so that she can see why he is the way he is. Uh, he said he used to get in fights over basketball. He said that they had like a, you, you flip over a basket to make a basketball court, like a grocery cart basket to make a basketball court. Um, and uh, yeah, they were getting fights over that and bullying and other stuff. Uh, he was doing things he probably shouldn't be doing. I want to know what that is. What are your guesses? on uh, Gil's mischief, childhood mischief. You
0: know, running the streets, basically.
1: <laughs> um, he points out the apartment where his dad got shot. He said they kicked in the door, walked right past Gil. The dad opened a door on the down the hallway and quickly closed it. They started shooting at the door, and one of the bullets got uh, Gil's dad's neck. He says he remembers being in the ambulance and sitting in the waiting room. Um, everything was kind of a blur because it was so chaotic. A uh, doctor came in and told him his dad passed and he said, okay. He said it really didn't hit him, uh, until two weeks later after it happened. Um, for Mer- some reason, mm-hmm. I didn't think that Gil grew up here. I don't know why. Because his mom is in, I'm sorry. I don't remember where he's from. His mom's. Yeah.
0: yeah I don't remember either.
1: Is it Colombia? I don't know. Colombia something uh, like that it might yeah somewhere in south america yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure if he was born here i'm not sure um what the circumstances were i know in unfiltered she said he was like 11 or 12 yeah so yeah like
0: you know yeah we said him and johnny went to middle school together so i was like Wait mm-hmm. a i don't know i don't know why i just didn't imagine this happening in america
1: y- yeah or in Houston. yeah I didn't put that together till you brought it up. That's a good point. I forgot that he came. Yeah, he might have come from another country. We don't know. We don't know if he was born here or not. Yeah. And well, then like, who did, who did he stay with after this? Well, even on
0: Unfiltered, he said that, or Mirla said that he would play his parents. That if he did something and he knew he was going to get in trouble, he would go stay with his mom.
1: Yeah. Okay. So mom was here and she, maybe she just moved back after this. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Huh. Because, yeah, yeah, if
0: he was living with his father and his father passed away, then who took care of him after that? Mm-hmm. If he was only 11 or 12. Yeah. Hmm. All no. of these things are just popping into my head now.
1: There you go. I Look what think happens when we record in the morning.
0: <laughs> I know I had my tea instead of my wine. I'm thinking clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and Mirla, uh, she was
1: kind of had no reaction. She didn't. She was um, just kind of like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, yeah. I, well, I don't want to say all that. I don't think she was just, like, doing that, but it, definitely no reaction. And didn't seem to try and comfort him either, like a hand on his shoulder or anything like that. I didn't see any of that either. Mm-mm. Very kind of... Uh, again, she is... She is an introvert, and I know when sometimes when introverts get uh, uncomfortable information, they shrink up, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but then again, she's also being from the school system. She should be used to this kind of um, information and how to handle it. So I, I think that's that's interesting. I don't know,
0: me ever.
1: Either way, not not something uh yeah, if I'm telling a heartbreaking story, I would hope my partner would be a little more empathetic in the situation. But she's just there. Um but she does say, you know, they lost they both lost their fathers. But losing your dad at such a, a young age must have been extremely hard for Gil. He says he's never brought anyone here. One of the reasons he wanted to get to uh get married at first sight uh, is to do you think they ask this question every single episode? Why did what? Why did you want to be married at first sight? Because like this is the line that they use every episode. At least one person says, "I wanted to get married at first sight because you know dot dot dot."
0: Probably
1: <laughs> they say it every episode. So Gil says he wanted to be married at first sight so that he can have these tough conversations and have someone to empathize with him. And then they, it shows him walking away. He's like, he wondered how things. Would be different if his dad was still alive today.
0: Maybe he wouldn't wear such tight pants.
1: Next scene we get into. Mirla is, gets Gil to the, the volleyball court. She says she loved volleyball and was athletic in high school. Gil shows up not wearing shorts. He's wearing what, why did he? Yeah, why did he show up wearing pants?
0: I don't know. Maybe he was coming from somewhere. Just I guess. Forgot. They, she should have brought him some. Why would she think of someone else?
1: <laughs> anyway, Mirla brags that she can fit in her jersey still from high school except she has muscles now now she has muscles she does she looks good um we didn't get to keep our jerseys in high school we had to turn them in so she did did she steal them Well I had her name on the back yeah we didn't have we didn't have that either. <laughs> there know. you
0: go. I didn't play sports <laughs> so I have no idea
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't even play cornhole nope uh and then they start playing you know and there's a, a cute scene of them going back and forth playing around and i'm not sure who wins uh gil does not look like he has played professionally or is a student or anything like that
0: well i know they said winner had to buy or loser had to buy drinks but i don't remember who bought the drinks
1: yeah i don't know i think he did <laughs> She said she wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for how she grew up. Um, They sit down. They're having drinks. He calls her baby. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. Hey, Hey, baby. He says, you're the old lady with her high school jersey in her closet. (laughs) That's awesome. She said her mom encouraged her to play sports, uh, but they didn't have a car. So she really had to figure out how to get to and from practice uh, before school and after school. She says sports translated into her being responsible, working with others, being independent, being organized. She said she had to figure all of that out by herself. Uh, when she looks back all, at all that she's accomplished and all that her brothers and sister have accomplished, you know they all work hard and they hope that they make their mom really proud because she, she did a lot for them. She said growing up they moved around a lot. Uh, But the one house that she remembers first was a little casita. She grew up in a one room home and she shows Gil a picture and it's just this, you know, four sides tin roof, four windows and she's like, that's why I want uh, I like pretty high rises and pretty homes. And he says, no. (laughs) That's not the reason. He's like, that's probably your motivation but that's not the reason. He said he can see her drive but she forgets where she comes from and that it's important for him that she, you know, wants to that he wants her to remain true to herself and her upbringing.
0: Yeah, I know unfiltered <laughs> on, on she was saying that um she grew up as a, a tomboy. Um she <laughs> always had to wear her brother her brother's one year older than her so she basically always had his hand-me-downs.
1: Mm-hmm. And again,
0: that's part of the reason why, you know, she likes her labels and heels and being super girly and all that stuff
1: Um, it makes sense yeah he's so dismissive of it though like i'm kind of over gil and on these points you know he let's get into this dr pepper thing and then we can dissect
0: yeah miola talks about that too on unfiltered
1: yeah so they're meeting with dr pepper in the next scene Gil calls Mirla a negative Nancy, and Dr. Pepper is asking, how does she get rid of that label? And he says, more optimism, more open-mindedness. She goes into things super negative, and nine times out of ten, she comes out enjoying it. He tries so hard for her not to get like that, and that it ruins everything they are doing. Uh, she says, when they communicate, they are kind and respectful. Uh and Gil says, when people love each other, and he's like, oh, no. I mean, when people are married to each other, you know, they can't talk to each other in such a negative way. And they, they seem to be doing a good job of, of really knowing each other's boundaries and respecting each other. Uh, and then, you know, that's when Dr. Pepper picks up on the love
0: word. Mirla says, my husband loves me.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> He doesn't want to admit that he loves her. Um, And he he makes one of Mirla how she says that she has chosen to love her husband. But it's not buddy behavior. He said that he has said it in the past prematurely and he doesn't want to do that again. He's not going to say it just to say it.
0: I thought they already exchanged I love you's at the group dinner. Didn't they talk about it?
1: No. Mirla said that she has chosen to love her husband. And he said that he's in like with her and then Ryan's like oh come on you love her mm. you remember no <laughs> okay well that's what happened he didn't admit it but okay. he's like, I was like he's falling in love with her but he's not in love with her yet yeah, it's
0: like they're doing that thing where it's like I have love for you but I'm not yeah in love with you yeah <laughs> whatever
1: <laughs> um Dr. Pepper asks how much they are going to save to prepare for a house and kids. I guess finances have been a kind of an issue for both of them. And Gil always brings it up and throws it in Mirla's face. Uh, Mirla says that they're saving for 20% down for a house. They haven't really decided on anything else. They want enough money to afford a nanny as well. Um, and they want to just be comfortable to take chips, uh, chips, to take trips and pay the mortgage and do kind of the everyday things that they want to do. And buy chips. And buy chips, yeah, why not? Two kinds. (laughs) She's not willing to budge on how she lives, and she says that is her joy. She loves, you know, shopping, and she treats herself. She thinks she deserves it. And Gil is saying, you know, why would, why can't you scale back on that so that we can achieve our goal faster? And Mirla brings up her last boyfriend, said yes to everything. (laughs) And, and Dr. Pepper has a side eye on that. It's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, she's a, a meme, basically. <laughs> this, I
0: thought, was... I don't know how I feel about Gil telling Mirla to save more when When she, he has
1: no savings? When Yeah, <laughs> when
0: she's going to be contributing more
1: mm-hmm. to
0: that whatever that financial goal is.
1: Yeah.
0: It should be the other way around so that it can be more equal, I would think.
1: I would think they have decided on a percentage right so that it's not half and half right right, right. okay so it's so it's uh, proportional to what each other makes right now if they agree on that then why can't she still do all the things she likes to do she has shown that she is more financially responsible than he is
0: Right.
1: so yeah i i, it's, I think it's it kind of dictates back to the machismo factor if he wants mm. to tell her how to use their money. All of a sudden it's their money. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But And then I thought about it too. Like, of course, Mirla's going to want something, some outrageous home. So I guess it does make sense that she's contributing more because she's going to have all of these demands as far as what she wants. Where in they're a home. going.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can see that too, but I still don't think he's in the right on how to tell her how to dictate the situation, whereas they should be making these decisions together. Yeah. So, and maybe they are. We're just getting a slice of it. What did you think of the boyfriend comment? <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> uh,
0: I didn't really think too much about it. I think. Yeah. She was just saying it to say it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah and on Unfiltered, she was saying that, you know, he's always like, like nagging her basically and always like, picking at her and she's mm-hmm. never said anything negative about him never said anything negative about his finances never brings this stuff up and that she sees him like even when she um when dr pepper came in she was saying that he's the comedian of the relationship and mm-hmm. she says that's kind of how she views him she doesn't take it seriously because he's that's just kind of his personality and that's not going to change he likes to poke and make jokes and things like mm-hmm. that and she i can just see
1: that but like just learned
0: to just take it uh, she's better than
1: me because that would get on my damn nerves yeah. like you can only take so much of someone um really kind of attacking your character on a daily basis but i can't remember who else was on there did ryan kind of back her up on that yeah. unfiltered right? right yeah that's what i remember it was a few days ago so i'm already forgetting it um yeah but then that's true you never see Mirla say one bad thing about her about uh i'm sorry about him mm-hmm. it's interesting considering i like her. I like her after after all of these episodes. I think I just, she might be the person I like the most in, in this group. She knows what she wants. She sticks to it. She's loyal to her husband um, and loyal to herself at the same time. And I respect that. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. Here's some people I don't like. How about Brett and Ryan? <laughs> you don't like them anymore? I don't like them anymore. I'm sorry. Brett, like, I can understand why Ryan finds her unattractive. Um, not in the physical sense. I think she is beautiful. But in the everything else sense, like she's always complaining about these little adventures. And then again, you know, they're mismatched. At the beginning of the whole thing, they're mismatched, right? He likes to do all these kind of adventurous, outdoorsy kinds of things. And, and she's not, you know, she doesn't want to go shooting. She doesn't want to go see manatees. manatee. He, she doesn't want to do this, whatever you call this, joyriding. Um, and she doesn't want to go fishing. You know, it's a bunch of things that she doesn't like. And she's highly anxious and um, it's, I could see how it's kind of a downer when you're so pumped up to go do something. I don't and know. Ryan's just Ryan's just dirtbag. <laughs> so no, I don't like them anymore.
0: <laughs> so they're short and sweet this week. We don't see them till almost the end of the episode. Yeah,
1: I noticed that. It was like uh, way at the end.
0: We're gonna find out why. They didn't have <laughs> so much footage to use for this episode. Uh, yeah. So. They're riding in like an ATV down to a like little lake or creek, I guess you would say. I don't know what you mm-hmm. would call that body of water.
1: It's a man made uh, lake, I think, um, or pond, I should say, a man made pond. Uh, and it's on Ryan's parents' property. They must be banking. Mm. Yeah.
0: But they're going to do some fishing. Brett says that when Ryan is in his element as, you know, Mr. Outdoors, He's way more enjoyable and more open. <laughs> so we see them at the pond and he's teaching her how to like cast her line out into the water. She, you know, does it like a natural. He says, you know, almost say yeah, better than pretty, me. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, he starts saying that there wasn't a lot of things that him and his dad did together when he was growing up, but fishing was definitely one of them. Uh, he says that growing up, his dad was always either at work or working on race cars with I guess Ryan's uncle uh ryan says that the race cars were a big money pit and a total waste of time and it caused a lot of drama and fighting in his household so he hates them i thought was interesting i know what a weird ho- race cars like that's what rich people stuff I,
1: I think that's rich people stuff
0: oh i guess that's like homeboy eric we work on planes what the yeah. fuck who just has like a hangar
1: yeah. I, I think his nice. dad probably owns one of these race cars, you know?
0: Yeah, and to have multiple.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's above my pay
0: grade. He had hot <laughs> wheels.
1: Oh, and then but on um unfiltered, I do remember Ryan saying that his childhood was awesome. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> but here you kind of dive a little deeper on what didn't what wasn't so great. Right. Um, which
0: contradicts what I said, and I'm gonna be saying, um, mm. you know, uh, Brett says that she had a pretty idealistic childhood. I was like, she was the only person on the show that had a good upbringing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Everybody has these like tragic ass stories, it's all bleak and sad. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus, no wonder these people are all so damaged. <laughs> yeah, yikes. <laughs> but um, she says that, you know, everything was cool growing up. Uh, Ryan says that when he was younger, he didn't even think about marriage because he didn't know what a good, healthy marriage was. Uh, Ryan says that going into the experiment, he didn't know what to expect. They both know how to date and how to be in relationships, but he didn't know exactly what they were going to do or what was going to be different than what they were familiar with as far as being married, which I think is interesting. Uh, Brett says that her thoughts on marriage before this, and now we're the same. It's something that she really wants and something that she really believes in, and it's something that requires a lot of work from both people. Yep. <laughs> uh, she said she thinks that things will be uh, more most enjoyable when you let people in and when you can express yourself with someone and be vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> so they get back to the atv and they drive out into like this little meadow uh they lay out a blanket and they're going to read their little kid letters to each other brett says that hearing about ryan's family life and the little anecdotes and memories that shaped him is important and that's why any little morsel of information he gives her makes her feel more comfortable and you know that things could grow from there so she starts reading her letter and basically her letter to herself I don't know. Did she say an age that she was? I don't in? think so. Okay. Cause it was. Ten? I don't know. I'm just making that up. I'm making it up. Don't, don't listen to me. Okay. <laughs> Cause basically her letter was all about like the quest for love and heartbreak and all this kind of stuff. And I was thinking like, if you're writing this to yourself as like, yeah, like elementary school age, why would you be saying all of this? But okay.
1: maybe she's thinking of like middle school drama, you know, I don't know. Yes. It doesn't Uh, matter.
0: She says, don't let boys make you sad because one day one will make you smile a lot. Won't be Ryan.
1: I was just going to say,
0: it's not Ryan. (laughs) She also gives a shout out to Baxter. Yep. Um, But yeah, it was just kind of a lot of floof to me. Yeah. Uh, Then it's Ryan's turn. And he says that Brett's letter was better than his because his is all over the place.
1: His Um, is like handwritten. Was hers handwritten?
0: mm, I don't know. They didn't show it.
1: Oh, okay. I can see how it can be all over the place because you can't cut and paste. (laughs) Uh,
0: He basically says in his letter that, you know, make time for your family. Um, Have have fun with your friends in high school and college, but take it easy. 2019 is going to be a super rough year, and then they go into him talking about his friend Andrew who passed away in the freak work accident Mm -hmm. he says that it's something that's on his mind every single day but he just has to keep going Uh,
1: that sounds like ryan needs to go see a therapist yeah i know it's super super sad but it's like so like he does bring it up multiple times uh during the season Mm -hmm. and you can tell it just weighs heavy on him and Mm -hmm. he just he always looks like um droopy dog he looks like that period Yeah, he needs some moisturizer under them eyes. Please, someone tell him. You
0: tell him on Reddit. He's up there.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's in that Facebook group. I can just say, Ryan, here's some eye cream I think would be great for you. Please try it. Regards. (laughs) Cheese McQueen. (laughs) We would like to gift you with a $10 CVS.
0: (laughs) Gift card. To no, he
1: need, he needs a he needs some work. You know, I'm gonna give to, Bat- to, go to Sephora. Sephora or Ulta. He needs he need There's a lot of damage there.
0: That's funny. <laughs> uh, so, back to his letter, he's telling <laughs> his younger self
1: <laughs> to
0: express his feelings about um, you know the situation with Andrew. Everyone around him feels the same way, and you know they all make it through it together with each other. And he, you know, get, is getting emotional, which is a real change of pace for Ryan because mm-hmm. he's a robot and who knew they could cry. Uh, Brett says that seeing him get emotional about his friend makes her proud that he can go to that place and it makes her feel closer to him. She says that's all she wanted this whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so he ends his letter on a lighter note with PSU, Mary a stranger, and they both have a little laugh about it. He says it was very weird and hard for him to write the letter, but in the end, it left him feeling good. She says, you know, me too. Uh, He says he doesn't know where their marriage stands at this point, but for himself, he feels good. He feels better now than he's felt or felt better in the last week than he has in a long time. So it seems like, okay, we're on the right track at this point.
1: For once, they're on the same page. Then
0: three hours later, (laughs) they're going to Brett's old apartment to look at uh, some of the stuff from her childhood, like old pictures and things. Mm -hmm. And she says she's really excited to show him all this stuff. But now mm, she's not really feeling like talking to him about her childhood and going through the photos together. I love
1: this move. I love it. She's so cool and calm and collected. She says that she just
0: got a text from her friend about 10 minutes ago. And it showed him currently active on a dating app. And he matched with her friend that day. Mm -mm. Um, I mean, he doesn't even front. He comes clean straight off the bat and says, yeah, I downloaded it today, but it's not active right now. And I can show you. But Brett's like, you matched with my friend today. So how is it not active? If you're not, how are you matching with somebody if you're not using it? Yeah. And uh, he's like. Uh no, it it shouldn't be active. I don't I don't know what's going on. And she was like, "Wow, I you like couldn't even wait a week. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even wait a week to jump back into the dating pool." And he's like, "Well, I didn't talk to anybody on there." <laughs> and it's like it's that's like, not no. the point.
1: I know it's like the not point the direction downloaded you downloaded go. the
0: app for a reason. I don't give a shit if you talk to anybody. You obviously matched somebody, mm-hmm. but. You know, she says it's really messed up that he's downloaded this app and he agrees. Um, She says that it's not lining up with what he says, you know, especially about respect. Like, you think this is a cool thing to do? Like, that's messed up. Yeah. Um, He basically says he's sorry he got caught. Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm sorry that it came up this way. Not sorry I downloading our app. marriage yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean again he says that he wants to show her that he hasn't had any conversations on there Doesn't and it? that he should not have an active <laughs> status and again she says you downloaded it for a reason i don't care and that reason of course is to get a week's worth of swipes so that on decision day when he does go act- active he already has a pool full of bitches
1: mm-hmm. to like choose
0: from already Yep. bam it's just like when people go on vacation and they reset their city to wherever they're going, so that they can start talking to people before they get there. <laughs> so when they get on the vacation, they can start going out with these people or hooking up with these people.
1: I'm Same so thing. Glad I'm not
0: <laughs> It's the fucking worst. It's <laughs> such a hellscape. I hate it every day.
1: It looks like it. It's trash.
0: <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. See, these are the people that are on the apps. This guy, Ryan's.
1: The fake, nice guys..
0: <laughs> Ugh. But yeah. So he and Maisie leave.
1: Poor Maisie. Oh Maisie, do you want to come see these pictures? Nope.
0: <laughs> so he, oh, he sends her a text, and basically he says in the text that, you know, she can do whatever she thinks is best. He honestly didn't download the app with the intention of it showing active until after decision day. Why would you say that? And he has no idea why it was showing active now, but he um, never meant to put her in this situation. Like, why would you even send that text?
1: That doesn't make anybody feel better. It makes you feel better.
0: (laughs) It, It shouldn't... Why would you say I had no intention of making it active until after decision day? <laughs> like,
1: why would you say that? My decision's been made. Exactly.
0: <laughs> like, why didn't you just text her? Yeah, we're not going to be together. Yeah. So, yeah, this is why we see they're barely in this episode because they got one day's worth of shooting. You know, we see mm-hmm. them. They have the same clothes on as they did at the lake. They didn't have the visit with Dr. Pepper because obviously this is going nowhere. Right. So, yeah. R.I.P. Brent and Ryan. Yep have fun on Tinder.
1: or we can say we'll see, we'll see what happens <laughs> no um i think uh next week it shows them hugging somehow like maybe they're making friends and that's it like sorry it didn't work out just a side hug whatever mhm but man that's low that is it is bad. bad like why would you do one week like one for real? week one week so sad Mm -mm -mm. i feel like
0: like he's gonna like he's gonna leave decision day and immediately go on a date with somebody (laughs) for real like the ink's not even gonna be dry yet
1: Ugh. trash 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 trash
0: if brett was really smart she would have been like alina on 90 day fiance and let the friend start texting him (laughs) since they matched and see what happens
1: press too grown to be playing them games. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it wouldn't TV. have been entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Last couple. Jose and Rachel. Jose is bringing Rachel to his childhood home. His parents built this home from the ground up. They said that the Pearland school district was good. So they decided to move there. And so the kids could be in sports and stay out of trouble. He said that both him and his sister Thought, you know, that, you know, they made all these big decisions so that they can be put on their good foot. And so now they both have good jobs. They're both educated. They're both both good people. Uh, Rachel says that even though both their parents are divorced, they both had wholesome upbringings. And they know what a good marriage is and what a bad marriage is. At that point, they go inside. Jose starts showing these pictures Shout out to image shots. Image shots. Oh, man. If
0: you know, you know. I <laughs> oh wasted so much money on those stupid ass pictures <laughs> that were terrible and uh, ugly.
1: You never did image shots. I never did image shots. What?
0: Yeah. I took so many of those because you had to go like every week with like your different friends and stuff. It's like <laughs> this week you do solo and then you have to like match outfit. It was a whole. Thing. Dang! And I like would
1: love to see these Do ten thousand pictures
0: for a dollar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I wonder why they didn't last. Sounds like a great business strategy. <laughs> I
0: remember in the mall they used to have a line that like wrapped around. Like it used to be like the thing.
1: That's hilarious. Yeah, I remember people putting them in their binders and stuff like that. Their lockers. Yeah, I never, used I never to did be, it. Wow.
0: Lame.
1: Yeah, one, I probably <laughs> didn't have any friends who wanted to do it with me. Uh wah, wah, wah. and two, there's no way in hell my parents would stand in line that long. Why would your parents be there? To drop me off. My parents aren't gonna let me roam the mall alone in middle school. Hmm. I know. They were vigilant. I was super sheltered. Yikes. I don't think yeah. <laughs> it explains a lot. I did not have that <laughs> experience. <laughs> I didn't even get to start going anywhere by myself until I was, like, a freshman. With you. (laughs) (laughs) Little do they know. (laughs) Oh, we didn't do
0: anything too bad. We didn't do anything terrible. We didn't break any laws, I don't think.
1: I don't think so. Um, But, yeah, Jose's pictures, I like how he tries to, like, act hard. He's never smiling in any of these pictures, be it his image shots or his basketball picture. He thinks he's super cool.
0: Did you see the um, yearbook pictures on Reddit? Somebody went to school with him and posted like pictures like the team basketball picture, his um, just like regular yearbook picture and some other
1: (laughs) photos from the yearbook. I didn't see that. Yeah, Were they all the same? Like no smile? Yeah. Boring. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that is Jose. He talks about piercing his own ears in fourth grade and being a trendsetter because then the neighbors wanted to pierce their own ears. Gross. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Gross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she said she's enjoying all the stories behind the pictures they're inside and she's asking what a typical meal was for them during the week jose goes on to say that he didn't have a lot of money uh the family didn't have a lot of money because they had just built the house and and whatnot so they ate a lot of beans and rice she says rice and beans is just being hispanic <laughs> she says she doesn't equate that to being uh you know not having a lot of money she says she's surpri- it, it's surprising that he feels that way, and she wants to know you know well she says it's surprising that it, he feel he feels that way uh like like he didn't have a lot because he had an actual home she's like in her opinion if you had a house you had you had a lot um and if that's the case, what does it look like to have everything you want
0: exactly like it's interesting this is the only childhood home we can actually go into
1: it's yeah. still around, <laughs> yeah
0: like and yeah, I totally get what she's saying. Like, yeah, you you had like a, your parents could afford a mortgage. That yes. means y'all were doing all right. Even if that meant you had to eat rice and beans. Like, that's a staple for a lot of people in a lot of different cultures. Yeah. Rice and something. <laughs> <laughs> Every culture has their version of rice and beans.
1: So growing up, a lot of people moved in and out of our house. Because uh, my parents were the most financially stable in in our in our family, right? So we had people sleeping on the couches in the extra bedrooms. We, my sister and I would have to sleep in my parents' bedroom. So somebody can sleep in our bedroom is a whole thing. And like, so there are things, but I never felt like we went without because I was always fed, but there's things now that I'm grown up, like, oh, that was to stretch the budget, you mm-hmm. know? So when I got married and I made sloppy joes for my stepson, what we always did was we split the bun and made like open face sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What the fuck are you?" Sent-? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> they looked at me like that. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, why isn't this put together? But it was. um They, my mom made it. I guess every instead of kids eating two uh, sloppy joes, you just split it and eat it like an open face sandwich. So you think you're eating more than you need. Yeah, you're stretching it instead of having you're two, you're stre- only using one. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't realize that. But there's other things like that, that I'm like, oh, it's because we're stretching yeah. everything, every penny we have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, I always tell my parents, y'all were poor. I wasn't poor. <laughs> I was living it up. Y'all right. two was figuring it out,
1: <laughs> but you know how how fortunate and how privileged we are, where we right. we, we didn't feel our right. we our parents didn't feel it at all. Yeah, our Struggle. parents struggles. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting when she said that because I was like, oh, that that is just being Hispanic rice and beans. <laughs> but it made me think of other things like that. That's, it was interesting. uh Next scene, we see them. uh They're meeting with Doctor Pepper. Doctor Pepper reads Jose's flashcards that are still on the fridge need that reminder need that reminder not to be controlling but check in every morning noon and night mm, sounds a little bit controlling
0: <laughs> i thought it was funny even dr pepper said it i was like oh well
1: yep and then she's like Rachel, where are your flash she's like i didn't do anything wrong mm. <laughs> we'll see Hmm. Dr. Weber says that marriage isn't going to be perfect all the time, that there's going to be something that they they work on. Um, she, she goes back to the questions they had before at their last session, you know, and one of them for Rachel was, what are Jose's triggers? Again, Rachel doesn't really know the triggers. She just knows to give him space when they argue, which I thought was interesting. She still doesn't know what sets him off everything she said not doing what she says (laughs) yeah (laughs) she didn't want to feel rejection initially but she found that giving him the space actually works that he comes back to the topic on his own time and and they can really hash it out uh one for jose was how does he not come off as overbearing or controlling and he says that what they're doing now they're having more conversations and going over things and and that has been working for them. Dr. Pepper said he wanted a modern woman, but he's a traditional guy. And Jose is like, yeah, he goes, but we found that happy medium. And Rachel does say he's listening more. And then we get to this little part where, you know, Dr. Pepper says, you know, this is the point where if there's any secrets, you got to let let your partner know cuz we're getting down to, you know, the decision day and and everything needs to be out on the table. Jose says, for both of them, that yeah, there's no secrets. They're good. Everything's out on the table. As but, the
0: camera zooms in on
1: yeah, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel hasn't like, uh... <laughs> Rachel hasn't told him about the night he locked her out. Um, yeah, dun dun dun. So they next show a scene where they're um, in the living room. Rachel has brought up, uh, she's in the diary cam. She says they've been talking since four in the morning, till four in the morning. Uh, she brought up a tough, touchy subject, and now there's a lot of tension. Her ex-boyfriend was the one who picked her up when Jose locked her out. Tr- uh, Jose says that trust is a non-negotiable for him because his parents, you know, his dad cheated on his mom. Uh, she said she didn't want to tell him because... she she wanted to tell him at the right moment she didn't want to tell him when they they were arguing or something like that because she knows she would have just told him to make him jealous or mad i guess that's that petty part that we just that was in the the most likely to game Mm -hmm. and i think brett said right brett said rachel could be petty i think rachel rachel Rachel,
0: brett and and jose said her
1: Mm -hmm. so i guess that's the a petty in her she was she was putting it in her back pocket just in case um, but she said she didn't want to do that she wanted to tell him at the right time she doesn't want him to feel like give him any kind of feeling that she was being unfaithful she wants to you know be transparent and honest with him at all times jose says his guard is definitely up but he's trusting her and he's moving forward did she smash i don't i don't think so do you mm-hmm.
0: Hmm,
1: (laughs) maybe. I
0: mean, I know if my phone was to ring at one o'clock in the morning and it was my ex, I'm not answering that shit. (laughs) Period. Yeah. I am not an emergency emergency contact. Yeah. If if we're exes. No. (laughs) There was literally nobody else she could call. Nobody.
1: Yes. Also, this is another reason why these people should be on the show fresh off of a relationship because that guy obviously felt like i'm back Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. because yeah
0: if it especially if it's been an ex that i haven't talked to in like a long time why the Mm -hmm. hell would i be answering that call Mm -mm. especially if i didn't think it was gonna lead to something
1: Mm -hmm. and how did she call him because i thought her phone was in the apartment exactly and if she had her phone then why wasn't she calling jose like open the fucking door
0: these and unless, more that's, questions.
1: unless that's the only phone number she remembers, because I know I, I can't remember. I only know my husband's number. I don't know anybody' num- anybody's number off the top of my head. I don't. I don't know.
0: I do not know. Because yeah, of course, I was like, why did, couldn't she go back to her own place like everybody else does on this damn show? But then I was like, oh, yeah, well, she doesn't have keys.
1: That, she doesn't have keys.
0: But she doesn't have anybody. Nobody has a spare or like I don't know. This I just thought that of all the people. In all of Houston, you're gonna call your ex.
1: Now, here's another thing. If you were at the latitude and they had all these amenities, do I'm they, sure have they have like 24 hour maintenance? Exactly. I would go down to the front desk.
0: To the concierge. Yes. Right, the front desk.
1: <laughs> I am locked out of my apartment because it is her apartment. Yeah. Just as much as it's Jose's. Yeah. Can you let me in my apartment? And there yep. you go. Problem solved. I don't know, oh, bro. She she must have been super desperate. She did go beat on everybody's door. She did do that. And her own door to no avail. Yeah. So she she must have been super desperate. But he's okay with it. He, he man, he no pulled a Rachel. He pulled a Rachel. Okay. I forgive you.
0: <laughs> I know when she was like um <sighs> I was trying to wait for the right time. I thought she was going to tell him when Doctor Pepper was there because she knew he was going to act the ass.
1: Yeah, and she needed
0: some. She needed to get in front of some people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought she was. Yeah, I thought that that's what she was going to say. Because wasn't there, wasn't there a clip though? Wasn't there a clip of her in the session saying, "I'm going to tell you something that I'm going to regret later," mm-hmm. and she's wearing that white top. Yeah, but they don't show it, right? Yeah
0: this is the power of editing i hate this fucking show (laughs) but yeah i thought i'm surprised he didn't have a much bigger reaction than he did he
1: probably did and they didn't show it because she said it she said it in that session
0: i mean they stayed up till four o'clock in the morning going on about it
1: and yeah and that's the footage you came out with with jose being i don't like that
0: Uh, man i don't know
1: yeah i'm curious to see how everything goes going forward so next episode is it's not decision day right
0: no it's uh friends and family
1: oh that's right friends and family that should be i you know i I don't yeah it should be boring because like (laughs) it should be boring because we kind of already know where everybody stands like bow and johnny are done gill and marilla well except for gill and marilla i think that can go either way honestly um but i'm leaning towards a yes brett and ryan are done Jose and Rachel are the only ones that are, meh. Michael and Zach are done. Like, what else can you do? Surprise everyone. They all are going to stay together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's unprecedented, married at first sight history. All the couples stay together.
1: (laughs) That would be so funny. That would be so stupid. It would be, it's a mess. This is a mess. To say the least. Well, that's the show. That's it. That's it. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We are gonna cover Married at First Sight till the very end. I kind of want to do the first episode again and listen to what we said and watch the first episode. Are you up for that? A rewatch?
0: I yes.
1: It'd be funny. I think it'd be funny to see our our first show.
0: <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, so catch us next week. Um if make sure to subscribe, like, and review the podcast on whatever social platform you have. That's how people can find us. Also, we are on Instagram at Cheese McQueen's Podcast and on Twitter Cheese McQueen's. So make sure and follow us and join the conversation. If you have any cheese, make sure to DM us with the info. And if you what else, I'm forgetting one thing. If you have any suggestions on what we need to cover next, we're kind of leaning towards single life, 90-day uh, single life, but uh, we're also open to suggestions. Hot mess. It's already going to be such a mess. I love it. I, I love me some 90-day spinoffs.
0: Are you watching The Family Chantal?
1: Of course. That- <laughs> sister oh i can't stand her i can't stand her either she's she's terrible she's a terrible person (laughs) anywho thanks so much y'all we appreciate you uh keep coming back and thanks bye
0: see ya